Welcome to the Momentum Podcast, where our vision is to help real estate agents gain momentum toward their goals. Awesome. We are in episode nine. That's right. So this is all about tackling the imposter syndrome in real estate. So Kristen, tell us what this even means. I know we're going to talk a lot about the inner mean girl Mm. and for our men folk listening, (laughs) this does pertain to you too in a different way. And we'll talk about that a little bit. So describe what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I think it's a really important topic. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. And there is the reality that it probably affects women a bit more than men, but we do want this to be a conversation that men and women can learn something from and take something away from. But I think most of us have heard that phrase, the inner mean girl, and I think imposter syndrome is a synonym for it. But this idea that there's a challenge to our worth or a challenge to our confidence in whatever profession, in this case real estate, we find ourselves in. So this issue of feeling like you're not enough or you don't have the right answers or have the right skills to approach this profession with confidence. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I would summarize it. Would you add anything to that? That was beautiful. Yeah, I think it is also something that happens so subconsciously or unconsciously that we don't recognize it happens and it does affect us day to day. So we kind of want to give some tips and tricks too to how we accomplish figuring it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an element of self-talk. There's an element of mindset and how we think about ourselves in the context of our work and our skills and relationships and overall proficiency Mm -hmm. in the job. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll touch on a lot of interrelated concepts Mm -hmm. in the conversation. So do you, Kristen, have any type of like real world example that you can think of that's happened recently? I was just thinking through this too. I mean, honestly, it is something that I deal with regularly, not necessarily in every transaction or every situation, but it is something I have to consciously wrestle with, especially as I'm still learning and I'm doing transactions that are new to me or encountering situations that I haven't encountered before. So there's always that initial fear factor of what's the broker on the other side going to think of me? Are they going to know that this is the first time I've ever dealt with this issue? How do I project confidence in my communication with them? And so I think those are some of the thoughts that go through my head when I'm about to embark on a new experience Mm -hmm. in real estate so not necessarily super specific do you have one that comes to mind 
I love what you said because in real estate, every single transaction is so different. So you can feel like it is brand new. And typically the other broker hasn't worked with it before either. So I've been working with a real estate agent that I'm under contract with currently that's been in the industry for 20 years. So I do respect this individual Mm -hmm. and we are in negotiations right now. Basically the land is kind of landlocked. There is a right of way, but we're trying to figure out this huge cost that my client's going to have to take on for gravel Mm. and grading work. And we just keep getting this whole conversation about this is look at other properties and look at this and here are my comps and why would you not have seen this and that kind of thing. And it's so easy for me at least to sit still and think about, oh crap, maybe he is right or maybe this is the way that I should be thinking or oh my gosh, I'm not made for this, you know? Like, I don't know, just all these mean thoughts to myself. Go off the deep end. Yeah, (laughs) because land is just not my thing. And I recently brought in a coworker to get that support, but also someone that can talk to me like a best friend and say, you are doing great. You do know what you're talking about to overcome that. But also I realize there's so much inner work that I have to do to once I hang up that phone call with that person and I'm kind of red in the face and a little furious to sit there and think, okay, this isn't about me, but my job is to work with, work for my client Mm -hmm. and I am doing what they want me to do. This has nothing to do with me, my experience. They've literally asked me to get some help with this land Mm -hmm. and get some help with this road. So just coming back to that helps too, I think. And It's hard when you hear something from a colleague, especially someone that you respected Mm -hmm. once upon a time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, there's such a balance to strike, I think, in our work with clients and with co-brokers, because part of how I approach my work is I put myself in the shoes of my client and think, if this was my transaction, how would I want to approach this or Mm -hmm. how would I want to proceed so you throw yourself into it at some level emotionally and yet the other part of the equation is that we have to remove ourselves emotionally from the transaction Mm -hmm. and deal with facts deal with information bring that back to our clients so it's a tricky balance I think and for women we I always love this conversation of women have spaghetti brains and men have little boxes in their brains. So it's kind of cool because I try to think like a man sometimes in the the sense of compartmentalizing. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. We need to do that. But, and I think for guys listening, you should try to bring some emotion into it or bring in what you're saying, like relatable things that your client is dealing with so all that to say I think that spaghetti brain for us ladies can be really difficult because this thing connects to this thing and that thing may connect to this thing and it really stops your professional growth 
in a way it can really halt you in your tracks. So how do you, Kristen, overcome that idea of, I got to stop this thought? Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple different tools or resources that have been helpful for me. And we can unpack each of mm-hmm. these separately. But in summary, one would be the daily rhythm of having time, usually in the morning, where I can be still and get fueled for the day. And that's just part of a practice Mm. to build up my confidence. And interestingly or ironically, it begins in humility of just saying, I'm a believer, so the day belongs to the Lord. And I am servant. And I aim to serve my clients. And so there's a humility piece that starts. But in that, there's also a confidence that God made me the way he did. And it's good. And I can live into that. There's also the element of community and surrounding myself with people who are going to feed me at the soul level and encourage me and and so there's a weekly rhythm of that that I have Mm -hmm. and so that is really powerful in terms of being a space to talk through some challenges issues that I'm having in a really safe environment Mm -hmm. and be able to get counsel and encouragement from that group of people Mm -hmm. so let's unpack The first one. So in the morning, is it when you first wake up? Is it while you're brushing your teeth? Are you showering? Are there habits that you also connect to this thoughtfulness? Great question. For me personally, it's some devotional time. So I'm spending a few minutes reading the Bible. And that's just a habit that I like to maintain as often as possible, you know, not every day is perfect, but I try to do that and have that be the first thoughts and input into my brain every day. So I do that right away. And then typically that follows with some prayer time, but then there's sort of throughout the day, just a mindfulness and as people come into my brain or situations come into my brain to be able to pray about those things throughout the day, whether I'm driving or cleaning my kitchen or, you know, making a meal. So there is that dedicated time, but then there's also that thread that continues throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Before we go on to the second topic, I think what you said made me think about how when we talk to ourselves, sometimes we don't hear it. Mm. And it just plays out. So I think you have to be still. Because all those moments that you're talking about, driving, in the shower, when you first wake up, like those habits, you do spend actually listening. And I think that's Mm. so important to highlight through this is you have to hear it. And sometimes it's 
not fun to listen to, but we're literally talking to ourselves all day long. <laughs> There's not silence in our heads. I Very know true. You men have nothing boxes, which we do not understand. <laughs> But I don't think there's ever a quiet moment. In our heads. Right, in our Mm -hmm. heads. Okay, so moving on to the second thought. Mm -hmm. This is huge, too. Yeah. I think not only being able to voice what's going on that you're struggling with, but two, being surrounded by people who are uplifting. Mm -hmm. What's the stat? Like, you are who you hang out with like the five the five people yeah the top five people you become those people so if I were to go hang out with the five top people which I hope I'm one of them <laughs> you are <laughs> you're like you're like them you're like me <laughs> aren't you excited <laughs> that'll be our next episode <laughs> goodness so tell me what are some of the important things that you see with community besides those two things like what what does it fuel you with well we have talked a lot about and part of why we're doing this podcast is we know there's this pull and temptation to be isolated Mm -hmm. and feel like you're on an island in real estate or any profession where you're an independent contractor or an entrepreneur can be a very lonely space. Mm -hmm. So I'm always looking for avenues to combat that isolation and opportunities to gather people together and plug myself into opportunities where that feeling is not as prominent so it's always there we have to press against it but the community piece is the shared experience of what we're doing day in day out and being able to talk practically about situations and transactions and the crazy things that happen in the midst of those (laughs) things. But there's also that personal element that is not left behind, which can sometimes happen in a more corporate setting, even in brokerages that do trainings or group activities, the personal component might not be as prominent. And it's more focused on the business and the ins and outs of, you know, being a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. So I think our community is the space to bring both to almost on an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. Because there are times, and you can probably share about this too, where I feel like I don't bring anything to that (laughs) group. I just bring myself. And that might be a season of a slump where just not a lot is happening. And this happened a couple months ago. And I was not in a funk, but I was frustrated and discouraged. And so I just had to keep showing up. And I didn't have a lot to report on in terms of, oh, this happened this week, or I got this new client, or this under contract. But having a safe space to just bring myself in whatever was happening is a complete game changer Mm -hmm. to combat that. How about for you? What would you add in the community piece in particular? Yeah. I think 
this may sound bad, but I absolutely love when I get called out. So that is one, Corey, that wasn't good. Shouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so my inner mean girl was kind of right. But also reflecting so that you grow mm-hmm. and then understand that I can grow from this and learn from it. And the next time that I encounter this question, will I cut my commission? I will be at the ready. And that community, I mean, you've called me out on things and I love having you in my life for that reason (laughs) because I want to hear what I can do better. But also, there's these huge wins where people point out with me you did this and think about a year ago you would have never done x Mm -hmm. and that has been huge too just recently it was through a listing appointment where i typically would be quiet about something and not share a little bit more about my commission and why i'm like sturdy and present i am worth this money or my firm is worth this money And I was able to have that conversation with ease and they were completely Mm. understanding. Mm. So we reflected on that and it was so awesome. So it's just nice to have that, the community and network. And please know, we say this over and over, it's out there. There are people Mm -hmm. that will pour into each other like we are doing. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting how within the imposter syndrome, I think it's this idea of, Focusing on what we lack, not on what we bring Mm -hmm. and have to offer. And so the challenge is to flip that on its head consistently. That's how we combat it, Mm -hmm. is to reflect on and be told, Mm -hmm. maybe by others, what is it that you bring to this client, Mm -hmm. to this transaction, to this interaction? That's the work is to flip it on its head Mm -hmm. and not focus on the lack, but focus on the, all that we bring Mm -hmm. and all that we have to offer. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of turned, you've probably heard this in my conversations with you, Kristen, a lot lately is when I do hear the negative coming out in me, I then say, and to give myself grace, (laughs) that's been kind of my trigger and to give myself grace I have done x and just voicing it and projecting that literally stops I just think about you know the devil (laughs) just (laughs) that thing that keeps coming into your brain Mm -hmm. and that voice it truly is the devil Mm. and so just projecting kind words to yourself and kind things to yourself and those affirmations it's huge And I think what it does that's super powerful is obviously it shifts your mindset in that moment. But then when you're able to share that later, that becomes powerful for other people too. Mm -hmm. To learn from your example, but also to hear it. To hear someone say those words models, okay, how can I begin to do that personally? Mm -hmm in my own practice, in my own work. Mm -hmm. So I love that modeling piece. Yeah, so just continuing to build confidence, right? We just have to do that. So whether that is 
I mean, it should be, your formula should be networking and adding people in your life that uplift you. It should be triggers that and habits that create you to think through what's going on in your brain. And I really think just nurturing that positive mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And just continuing to say those affirmations and say positive things to yourself because we can. We, our brains are wired that way. Mm-hmm. Our brains are truly wired to go to negative things. Mm-hmm. Every human on mm-hmm. this earth. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know of other people who have a practice of journaling. And that's their way of shifting mindset and actually writing down affirmations or just the discipline of processing what's up here in their head, getting it on paper. There's sort of a release that happens so it doesn't stay up in your head Mm -hmm. and develop into a negative narrative. Mm -hmm. So there are other resources and practices maybe that we don't do consistently. I know I'm a infrequent journaler. I'll go through fits and spurts with journaling, but I know other people that make that a more regular practice and that's really helpful for them in combating some of this imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I think to create this new habit that we're trying to teach you, I think you have to add it to something. It's kind of Mm. like flossing for me. I am Mm. the worst flosser, but I have recently put my floss in the shower. So Mm. every time I'm showering, I don't only see the soap bar, which everybody is used to grabbing at, but I see the floss and I just go ahead and do it in the shower. And that's helped tremendously get it done (laughs) because you can just constantly be like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow or I'll just push that off. So adding a habit... And whether that could be like a glass jar you put in your shower to remind you that you need to fill your cup or some, I don't know, I'm just making up stuff, but something that could remind you to be still and think about your confidence level and what's going on in your head. That's great. Yeah, I feel like my daily Bible reading is sort of a (laughs) catch-22 because it's on my phone, the Bible app. Mm -hmm. And so it is the first thing I grab in the morning, but I have trained myself to open the Bible app (laughs) and I listen to the daily reading. And so it's a little tricky because our devices can be very difficult Mm -hmm. (laughs) to fight, but having that kind of discipline of that's the first thing I'm looking at. I'm not looking at my email or I'm not opening Facebook. I'm honoring that daily practice that I want to have. And I don't do it perfectly, but that is the the goal. Yeah, and that's so interesting you said that too because it's a practice that I didn't realize I had that I'll share real quick before we wrap up. Okay, so on the iPhone, there's widgets that you can create. So not only the little application squares, mm-hmm. but you can make those application squares a wide widget. Mm-hmm. And I have done that where I have my calendar to focus on that. I have pictures that just stream with random pictures throughout all 24,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> and the third widget is an app called Affirmations. 
and it scrolls through, you can schedule it and plan it, but it scrolls through 10 a day. Mm. So every time I reach my screen, it says something like, I am strong and I can conquer hard things and just random affirmations. And I truly believe that's been so helpful to just see and read. And it's the one notification that I let pop up on my watch too, because it's a good habit reminder to see something vibrate on my wrist to be like, oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. (laughs) That's a good notification. Exactly. (laughs) A good interruption. Yes. And the app's called I Am, I believe, not Affirmation. If you guys want to look it up. Cool. All right. Are we ready to wrap it up? So in summary, Corey, I want to offer the encouragement to our listeners to take a moment to reflect on the times that they encounter this imposter syndrome or this inner mean girl and think about some practical steps that they could take to minimize or silence that negative voice or influence. And then one of the resources that we both have benefited from is the book, The Gap and the Gain. And I know we've mentioned it in other episodes, but it's worth bringing up again. It's a book that really focuses on mindset and is just a very practical resource that I would recommend for anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not real estate specific, Mm -hmm. just a great book. So And the Audible has interviews at the end of each chapter. I would recommend grabbing the actual copy to highlight, but the Audible version is amazing. Great. So for those of you Audible fans who listen to books while you're in the car, (laughs) (laughs) going from showing to showing, great resource. And we would love to engage with you on this topic, or if you are looking for a specific group to plug into for that encouragement and accountability that we talked about, please DM us. Our Instagram handle is Momentum in Real Estate, and we would welcome your feedback and your comments, and we'd just love to be a resource and a help to you if we can. But we hope that you'll like and share this episode, share the show with your real estate friends. That would be a great encouragement to us. All right. Have a great day. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.